Hey friends, it's your host Blake Herder with the Be Heard Podcast. Episode 3 will be titled Tour Life with our distinguished guest, 18-year tour veteran Kevin Titchener, all the way from North Carolina. Without further ado, let's dive right into this episode of the Be Heard Podcast. Tour manager, lifer, Kevin Titchener. Kevin, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, man. How are we? Uh, I know you, I'm good. The sun is out. The sun is shining. I'm remaining positive. I know you are. Uh, so you're from New Jersey, but you are currently where in the country right now? Yes, yes, I do. I hail from the greatest state in the United States, New Jersey, and <laughs> have since uh, kind of relocated. I guess you could say my home base would be Raleigh, North Carolina now. Better weather. Uh, in my opinion, uh, your, yourself and uh, a couple of coworkers and other people I've met in the industry, uh, aside, nicer people, uh, at least to outsiders, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess you could say that. It's, a, it's a definitely a different way of life down here, that's for sure. All right. So the, uh, I don't know how big the elephant is uh, in the room, uh, or maybe there isn't one, I don't know, but uh, yeah, let's go ahead and, and start before we get introduced about Kevin and who are you and how long you've been uh, a tour manager dive into things. How are you doing with this whole uh, coronavirus thing? What's, uh, what's the state of affairs down there? How are you dealing with it? Are, are you missing human interaction like <laughs> I am? What's, what's going on? With oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's definitely it's changed things quite a bit. So I am adjusting as best I can, um, obviously not having any events and not having any tours to go on is a complete change for me. So um, I'm luckily enough here quarantined with uh, my brother and my sister-in-law and my niece who will be four uh, this month, actually in a couple of weeks. So uh, it's not as though it's quiet and boring, but it's definitely, you do miss that being able to get out there and travel and see other people and, that kind of stuff. So I'm adjusting. Giving you a, giving you a glimpse uh, of being Uncle Kevin, uh, giving you a glimpse <laughs> of what fatherhood, fatherhood might uh, have in store for you in a couple of five, ten years down it's, the road. Uh, it's also, yeah, kind of made me glad that I, I am where I am at some times too. So <laughs> what that, do you mean, Kevin? I don't regard. understand what you're saying. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm you've kidding. seen the meme around that said, uh, oh, it was something saying, uh, shout out to all the people calling us out for why we didn't want to have kids. How is being quarantined with your two-year-old, you know, like stuff like I did, that. I didn't see that one, but um, yeah, it's, it's minute by minute sometimes, but uh, everyone's got their own story to tell. And, and in the coming weeks, I hope to, uh, because of this podcast, get a lot of uh, fun, fun or potentially, uh, things out there that we can all maybe laugh about later oh absolutely uh, i guess there's gonna be a lot of stories coming out of this i think you're right a baby a baby boom or a larger divorce rate maybe i uh, (laughs) I hope not maybe both maybe both yeah so okay kevin so uh i know a lot about your your career in in touring i I don't know how many of uh years it is if it is 15 or if i'm i'm overdoing it there but it's it's certainly been a long (laughs) illustrious career uh being a tour manager give us a little insight to maybe where you started 
what you've been doing, how many years, sure. you know, what capacity and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Well, actually, you undershot it just a little bit. Um, this would be or was uh, year 18. So wow. I started uh, back in 2002, February 2002. I launched the uh, Fujifilm Picture of America tour. There were, you know, four guys, four girls out on the road. And uh, that's when we started. And yeah, kind of been doing it ever since, really. Everything from, oh man, auto tours, food tours, body sprays, beverage tours, medical companies, technology companies, you name it, I've pretty much covered it. So it's uh, it's been, you know, challenging at times, but overall for the 18 years, I'd have to say it's been just a really positive and rewarding experience, both personally as well as financially yeah do you still have any of the bod spray laying around <laughs> the axe no i can't say i have the axe anymore um don't really use it anymore but i'm sure it's still a great product and it's out there if you're you know what 14 15 year old guy it's gotta be it's gotta be needed uh, these days especially if people run low on soap with the grocery shortage uh, you know you whatever you got to do to get the job done. Seriously. But, yeah. All right. Eight, oh, 18 years. So you started a little bit before I did, but I got, uh, I guess, old and tired and <laughs> just ready for normal life, uh, you know, at some point in that. And uh, you're still out there doing it. So mm-hmm. I, you're, you're interested to get back out there and it will happen. Absolutely. You, you're not going to go Kevin – Kevin office office Kevin on us. I know that. Yep. So, um, let's let's dive in here a little bit deeper. What what was so you said what your first mobile program was? Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you learn from that program that you you learned and you've taken it with you throughout all the years? You ha- haven't forgotten about it, whether it be an instance or something you learned from someone else that was more senior than you. Or yeah, sure. Whatever. What do you learn? Well, I mean, the main thing I learned from the first tour was. I I jumped in right onto a tour. Like I didn't start out doing like local stuff and then learn like, oh, there's this thing where you can travel and right. get paid to do that. So I kind of learned about the industry on that tour as I went. Um, so basically, you know, we had a double expandable tractor trailer with a green screen and we would take pictures of people in front of that and, we would work the Super Bowl and the Ohio State Fair and like these big events and then pack it up and drive it to the next city. And our next event might be two weeks later. So that was a very different kind of tour than a lot of the ones as they kind of progressed through the years and companies started changing how they how they handle and plan these programs. Uh, but basically, yeah, I, I learned on that just how to live life on the road without, you know, there's no coming to an event and then going home. It's all right. You got to live on the road with these other people and go back to the hotel and go out to dinner together and do your with basically people that become your family. So learning that was kind of the main takeaway from that first tour, I would say. Yeah, family for better for worse sometimes uh, <laughs> yep. out there on the road. But um, I was always made fun of because when I would be 
off the road, I would still live live out of a suitcase. I I was just I re- was always ready to get back right there, there with for you. What was next? There was like hangers. Why do we need hangers for? <laughs> um, and, you sure you weren't you weren't made fun of for your hair? I was made fun of for a lot of things, <laughs> Kevin. Um, a lot of things, believe me. Um, so, uh, what's it take to be a solid tour manager? There's a lot of people, like you said, like you went just full bore you hadn't been a brand ambassador like i did i was a brand ambassador in college in las vegas Mm -hmm. and then kind of a progression from that to field market manager and then you know finally was able to after a long interview process get to see what it was actually like to be out there and it's a a lot of you know you can't really train someone fully on right how to do a lot of the job it's like sink or swim you either got what it takes to you know get yourself out of bed make it happen, have, you know, be a good teammate, all that stuff. But um, what does it take to be a solid tour manager in your mind? The industry is a lot bigger than it was in 2002. There's so many different yeah. agencies out there. Oh man, So many different people that now know what we, well, what you do, what I did. <laughs> um, people always come up to you and go, wow, you got the coolest job in the world. They don't see all of the other things that you're doing. Right. Um, but now with social media, everyone, um, kind of knowing about this what does it take to be a solid tour manager what are the like maybe there's three or four things that you think from tour managers that you've seen or yourself that you exhibit uh what's it take to be someone that people look at as like wow that person's a really solid tour manager i want to work with them or i want to hire them well yeah i would say like the first thing that you kind of touched on there is like you you gotta either have it's kind of learn as you go you got to have the experience and that's the whole catch 22 and the whole thing like you gotta experience makes you a better tour manager but at the same time you gotta do it to get the experience so um i would say being good with people is really important because a lot of times you'll have whether you're dealing with your local staff and making it easy to work with you or at the same time dealing with the consumers or the people who are coming out to see what your event is being good with people is is super important um and the other part is really you got to be like a jack of all trades you gotta i mean you're managing the staff you're staying on top of inventory you're driving all these different vehicles setting up and breaking down doing photos and reporting on the event and logistics and there's as you said like all the other things that go into it that people may not see is and the more tours you do and the more programs even if you're the lead brand ambassador at at a program taking on that experience and and just honing those skills kind of as you do things um and basically pairing that with being good with people really i think is kind of the perfect little storm yeah, and you got to be good at uh, cleaning too, because you and I both know <laughs> oh that there's a lot God. of cleaning to be done. I, I made fun of myself and my tour mates on a PlayStation tour that we did. We always had to clean the floor, and it was like we had we had all not a lot of not everyone in the industry that the tour manager has been out there doing it has a college degree. College degrees mean something to some people, and and in touring mm-hmm. and and this, it's less important. I think it's more about work ethic and, like you said, absolutely. Being a we'd make fun of ourselves like look mom went to college and i'm on my hands and knees scrubbing the floor but you really can't be above 
anything Absolutely. or any task. And I think you really have to lead by example as a, yeah. a tour manager. And that's important um, too, because even with that experience, like you're saying, you, you'll find yourself <laughs> under some truck somewhere, like fixing a line or polishing a tire. And you're like, um, how many years in doing this? And it's like, you can't be above that kind of stuff. Cause the second you get over that, it's you're over being on the road and doing tours. It's like, these are the things that you have to find some kind of fun in doing. It's like, and that's the way I look at things is I could be sitting behind a desk nine to five somewhere, filling out some spreadsheet, or I could be out here in Phoenix, you know, at a hot air balloon festival, like polishing a tire on one of our vehicles or something. Like I, I would much rather be doing that. So I, you've got to find joy in those like little things sometimes that you can't be over things like you said, or think you're too good for stuff. Yeah. I think being type type a might help with uh, some of those tasks. Wait, wait what's wrong with us uh, sitting in an office nine to five doing spreadsheets? <laughs> you, I, are you in an office right now? No, I no. work from home like yeah, the rest of the rest of the country right now. So that's uh yeah, but you're always so tan, and and I'm jealous <laughs> of your golden tan they always have. What's um, Kevin? What's your favorite part of being a tourist ever? You've done it for for 18 years. Yeah. Um, you you're gonna keep doing it for the foreseeable future. It sounds like because you do love it, and I think why rock the boat since you do. But what's your favorite part about, or, or maybe parts about being a tour manager? Yeah, I'm glad you. you made it parts because I mean, obviously the first thing, and I'm, if, if you're just going to be quite frank is getting paid to travel. I, I love to travel. So that's what I do even when I'm not on tour. So, you know, having someone else put the bill to do that, something you love is great. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's, I, I didn't even know this industry really existed. Like I said, before I started doing it. So having someone, take care of that and get to meet people and travel and all the, the things that come with traveling is why I still do it. Like, that's what I love to do. And even when I'm not being paid to do it, I'm doing it anyway. So that's the best part for me. That's great. I, I, I fully look back and didn't take advantage of all the opportunities put in front of me because um, I mean, you got to do what's right for you on an off day. Well, most everyone wanted to go out and see the sights and do this and do that, especially after I'd been around the country a couple of times. It was like, I'm, I'm going to rest. I'm going to do what's what's right for for me. I think that looking back on it, I probably took the traveling for granted. Oh, um, yeah. And I didn't travel when I was off the road because I looked at the traveling pieces. Then like it felt like work. And I think I, I had that kind of messed up a little bit looking back on it you know there's things that we look back on and go oh i wish i would have done that i wish i would have done this oh, any yeah. re any regrets along the way no i wouldn't say regrets i would say if if i would have done anything differently it's that i would have um learned quicker you know like i started in 2002 and i didn't really start looking at it as, oh, I can save money. And when I'm off tour, I can use the airline miles and hotel points to travel right. for free and stuff like that. I was still for at least the first few years I was doing it. I wasn't 
as concerned with kind of the rewarding aspects of it in that way. I was just out there traveling and living and loving it. But then when I realized, oh, I can start saving this and doing that, like I realized I would, I would have probably done that earlier, but I wouldn't change how, where things are now and where I've ended up. And so I pretty much, yeah, that. At least you got to figure it out pr- pretty early yeah, on, yeah. on that and how to be responsible and, and all that. I mean, we, you and I both know people that have been out there for uh, just as long as you have that weren't responsible, may or may not have had a more fun time or have more pairs of Michael Jordans. That's which really, are, yeah, are really nice shoes. I do love <laughs> a good pair of Michael Jordans. I don't own any, but they're nice. Um, but it's also nice in a time like this when you, you, you thought you were going to be on the road, right, Kevin? You, yeah, you I was on, on the road, road right now. Yeah, right. absolutely. you were on the road. So you didn't know this was going to happen. You're prepared for it. And you don't seem stressed to me. And that's nice as a friend. It's nice that you're yeah. not stressed. And for all the people out there that, are um that's not uh probably an enviable position um everyone's kind of dealing with it in their own different way but i'm glad you're not stressed and i know that you'll um be right back out there and and touring in no time speaking of Mm -hmm. it's it's every year i feel like this happened to me and i've had other conversations with people in january and february it's crickets (laughs) no, no one's doing anything yet Right. And, and maybe you've got a class ACDL and maybe you, you got lucky with something that's, you know, um, happening year over year and it launches every year in the smile states and you're you're driving a tractor trailer. Maybe you're the tour manager on it. And and that's great. Um, but typically what happens is there's nothing. And then all of a sudden there's everything all at once. That happens. I didn't know what's happened to you. Oh, yeah. It has to have when you're weighing different programs against each other, you've got three programs, four programs, you're talking to them, you're, you're being transparent, like, Hey, office person, whatever your name <laughs> is, you're, I'm talking, I'm having several conversations. I'm being transparent with you. Yep. You know, you're, they're having other conversations as well. They're trying to find the best fit. So are you, when you're weighing different programs against each other, right, other than the obvious ones of like, pay and is it full per diem or not and, and those things what else are you looking at what questions are you asking those office folks um, <laughs> of which i used to be one hey office um, guy yeah what, what are you asking them like what do you need to know when you're making trying to make the best educated decision for your your livelihood you're being a tour manager yeah i mean kind of building on what we were just talking about as far as i ask for and a lot more information now than i used to like mm-hmm. when I started out, it was like you said, how much does it pay and what's the per diem? And okay, cool. Now it's more like how much does it pay? What's the per diem? But does it does that per diem include hotels? Can we use our own credit cards so we can get rewards? What type of events are we doing? Uh, how right. big is the setup breakdown? What's a typical event schedule for the week? Are there off days? Where's the routing go? So like there's a lot more things that, a lot more pieces of information that I'm weighing because I can be a little more discerning now with my experience level and where I am on what tours I want to do and whether it's worth my time, quite frankly. Yeah. It's, it's nice to be able to 
have a lot of options when you're when you're looking at it. Uh, I'm sure. I don't think I could be wrong. I don't think that there's going to be a flood at the beginning when things get back out there. You know, hopefully it's sooner than later. Yeah, I'm meaning to be positive, like I know you are. I don't think it's going to be a flood. I think it's going to be a reset back to February and and maybe for touring people and, and positions. Um, are you going to be eager to just get back out there and take the first thing? Or are you going to be patient and go, well, maybe I'm going to be transparent here and say, like, this just isn't the right fit for me if it doesn't seem like the right fit and and wait it out because, you know, more things are coming. Yeah, honestly, it really it really depends for me, because, as I said, I was on a program already. It started in November and, you know, we just got sent home, basically, and the contracts were in essence canceled. Um, so my thought would be that that would pick back up, but again, it really depends when things start. And I guess at that point, you know, if it starts back up in the summer, then I'd basically be starting over. So a, yes, I'm definitely going to want to get right back out there, but B, I don't need to, take the first thing. I think there's going to be options, whether it's the tour that I was already doing or another one that's going to be starting up at that time anyway. So yeah, I don't, I don't need to jump right out and take the first thing that says, Hey, we need you, but you know, well, I'll see what's, what's out there really. Step, step by step. Um, I mean, you're going to be really solidified as Uncle Kevin at, at that <laughs> point. So they, they may not let you go, man. I know. Seriously. Uncle Kevin is much needed around here. So I'm going to get you a t- I'm going to get you official t-shirt. Um, <laughs> okay. So when you're out there, pe- people are always coming up to you and you, you have, you have brand ambassadors. They're like, Oh man, how did you, how did you get into this line of work? Or, you know, um, love to network with you and keep in touch with you. And maybe you have a standout brand ambassador that you kind of help take under your wing. I'm sure you've done that before. Oh, sure. Um, but as there's other BAs out there, maybe some of them are, are listening and tune in. They haven't had their chance to get out and travel as a tour staffer and have that opportunity. Um, what do you, what, what do you suggest to them? What suggest to them doing other than doing a good job as a brand ambassador or maybe being the best brand ambassador and really just being outstanding and making your job easier. What could you tell them to do to be able to get out there and, and get on the road and get paid to travel like you do? Sure. Yeah. Well, like we were saying before, um, don't be above doing something that you think it might be below you. Um, there are companies out there who, I'm not going to name, but might be companies that pay less and are maybe more known for starting out with people who are either just out of school or just getting their first tour. And so you go to those companies and basically throw out your wish list, like be way less concerned about pay and like the things that I was kind of a diva about a little earlier. But like, if you're just trying to get in, throw out that kind of expectations and those kind of expectations and those things and just go to those companies, get the experience. Maybe you're doing brand ambassador work. 
be the lead BA, ask for more responsibilities, be the lead, make a good impression on the tour managers. And so when you ask them to maybe be a reference or keep in touch or a lot of more in touch these days with social media and stuff, but I'm very, I guess picky would be a good word when it comes to, I'm not going to be a, a good reference for every BA that's worked for me. So, you know, make a good impression, do good work. And so when you ask for that reference and that experienced tour manager is giving your name to that company to hire you, that's going to really help you kind of get a leg up on the competition who are applying for that tour as well. If they have, you know, a good word from somebody that they know and respect. So. Yeah. Great. I mean, great advice. I think the, you hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, you mentioned a little bit ago, um, you know, is there days off? I don't know how many days off a week? Uh, I was <laughs> never under the impression that there's ever a day off on the road. Um, it certainly sometimes seems like there isn't, but when you get one, Kevin, what's like, what's an ideal day off for you? You're in a city, let's say you're in a city, never been before. It could be a big one or small one. What do you do on a day off? Yeah. Well, it's like you said, those, uh, days off are few and far between like a real off day or it might be an off day and they're like, okay, you guys have off Tuesday. So we just need you to bring the truck in to get an oil change and, drive out to like, no, that's not an off day. But if you're saying a real off day and you're somewhere, I I like to do things that are, I mean, personally, I like outdoor stuff, but anything that's specific to where you are, like I'm not going to go to whatever Las Vegas for the first time and go to Applebee's. You're going to go to the casinos. (laughs) You're going to like do things that are, that you can't do anywhere else. You know, if you're in Dallas, maybe you go see America's team and you go to a Cowboys game. You're in LA, you go to a Dodgers game, you go see the Hollywood sign, you go like do stuff that is specific to where you are. So when you're down the line in your life and you're looking back and you're saying, Oh, I was in Chicago and all I did was, you know, we went to Chili's for dinner and, work the event and then we were gone like no get a slice of you know chicago deep dish pizza go to what is it lou malnati's or giordano's or whatever and like go to a cubby's game go to a white Sox game like do chicago stuff in chicago so when you look back you're not like ah i wish i'd done this when i was there yeah, great, great point. Also, when you're an MC, and I know you've been an event MC on many programs that you've done, and you're mm-hmm. a great one. Yeah, if you're if you're coming in to an off day, or maybe a couple of off days, or maybe you come in, uh, you know, later in the afternoon on a Tuesday, you catch a, a baseball game, you you see some of the sites outside of Applebee's, like you said. <laughs> Even though, uh, to be quite honest, I, I respect Applebee's, bro. I wouldn't mind Applebee's or anything else. I wouldn't mind McDonald's. I'll take anything at this point. I man, I would. I don't even know. I we're doing okay right now. There's at least the groceries that we have, and we're keeping the kids fed. But yeah, right now it's uh, it's tough. But yeah. uh, no, those. I mean, those are good points. I, I mean, don't uh, squander the opportunity you've had to get out there. But as far as MCing goes, like mm-hmm. then you're able to like really connect. I thought connect with people more. Like, oh, absolutely. Hey, I 
I saw I saw this on the billboard coming into town. Like your high school won the four A state championship in you know women's tennis or you know whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so I just thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, people people like the guy in the microphone. Exactly, um, and that, like you said, it helps you kind of connect to the people who are coming to the event. Yeah, like oh this he oh he knows us he knows absolutely. us yeah absolutely um okay so uh stuff happens out there on the road right okay um never crazy no it's just been perfect the whole time never <laughs> it's just all <laughs> all rinse and repeat all good um mm-hmm. what's the craziest <laughs> moment out there or experience That's uh probably more than one but there's, is there a craziest one there's two that kind of stick out to me um and nothing really like event related like they're they're all kind of you know there'll be bumps and scrapes maybe a little fender bender or scratch on this asset or whatever and there'll be things are gonna happen and it's kind of being a good tour manager is is adapting and making things work um but the craziest thing that's happened to me was back in 2005 i was on a tour and um one of the other tour members was I, I I can't say exactly what he had. There was talk that he was he had a, a personality disorder basically um, that none of us were aware of for the whole tour up to that point. Um, I was the manager. I wanted to put one of our event things in one place and he wanted to put it in another place and i you know hey i i respect your opinion but like i really think it's going to work better over here no no i think we should and he was just very confrontational and i I had to eventually say okay hey you know like i appreciate it but like that's we're not moving it like this i want to leave it here and literally got in my face like chest bumping me wanting to fight me in the middle of our event at this we're somewhere out in southern california doing an an event on like a street um like a street fair kind of thing and chest bumping me wanting to fight me in the middle of an event and that was i had not before and not until man have I much later have I had even had somebody do that regardless of at an event or not but uh that was that was definitely the craziest thing that's happened to me at an event was being challenged to a fight by another tour member in the middle of an event that's pretty I mean that's pretty wild it's not shocking though I mean when you're you're eating meals and traveling with people and sometimes people have, you know, things going on. Maybe, gosh, when I was on the road, my, my grandmother had passed away, you know, yeah, you got a long through. distance relationship and people, sometimes people can, can snap and um, I'm glad that you're okay. And that your, <laughs> your attractive face didn't get uh, hurt at all. No, thank good. you. Thank you. Um, I mean, of course I'm listening to the story, imagining this like six foot eight, 280 pound linebacker, um, getting, <laughs> getting after you, but, um, no, I mean, that's crazy. And the stuff happens. It's, it's not what happens to you. It's how you handle it. I'm sure you handled it professionally. And, um, you know, yeah, well, I mean, if- as, as I'm sure, you know, the, the worst thing you can do to somebody who's having a moment and you don't know why they're having a moment, but the worst thing you can do or, 
I'm sure, you know, with Kelly, like if, if she's having a, a moment, the worst yeah, thing. Yeah, you just say calm down. You just, that's all yeah, you I was going to say, the worst thing you can do is tell them to they smile <laughs> and say, chill out, calm down, calm down. You know, like that's the worst thing you can do. So um, that was, yeah, it was, maybe I didn't handle it the best, but I was smiling and just like, part of me couldn't believe it was actually happening. And I'm like, are you, are you serious? Like, so I'm kind of like laughing, but yeah, I handled it and um, we made it through the event and everything was fine, but it was a unique situation for me and one that still stands out what 15 years later. So yeah, not, not one that I would forget either. All right. Uh, this segment's called shoot or pass. Okay. All right. That's how it works. <laughs> you got to shoot one of the three. Okay. I ask you question one, you can pass it. Number two, you can pass it. But if you pass on one and two, you have to answer three. And I gotcha. you want to answer three. Okay. Okay. So you um, ask, you ask the first question and you don't know the other two before you choose to pass on one or you, you got oh, it. Oh, all right. I like that. All right. Tell us a secret you've never told anyone before. Shoot or pass. Hmm. Never told anyone before. N- never anyone i mean anyone that would potentially listen to this they'd be learning something about you I mean, it's, it's got to be you got to make it juicy or you got to pass on it well i that's the thing i don't know if there's anything that i haven't told anyone well then you gotta pass yeah it. I, I gotta pass that one then all right okay um we've all had a bad boss before uh without naming names what makes a bad boss and in your your case would be that that office person oh i yeah i got a couple you sure we can't name names no can't name <laughs> names oh okay uh, you can pass no no i mean i'll i'll take this one what what do we want me to say about it what makes a bad boss i mean what oh, what, what are you looking for out okay so you okay you've had a lot of tours you've had a lot of contacts Sure. Like those those oh. contacts that were not that great, like what? Yeah. What, why were they not great? Okay. So what can they learn? I'll, and I'll do go better? with with the the most recent one, um, and I'm not going to say whether it was a guy or a girl or whether their name sounds like a food item, but it it was basically a situation where this office person did not respect my experience um did not respect me as a person and micromanaged every single thing and when when it's when an office person takes that kind of i what responsibility that kind of i was hired for a reason I was hired because I know what I'm doing and I'm, I do it well. And this office person did not understand that. And instead of telling me, oh, maybe if we do things this way, this would be better. They just came in and changed everything and made the tour terrible. Basically, it's the best way I can put it. Don't hey, don't they, don't uh, beat around the bush there, Kevin. Jeez, like uh, so. The micromanaging is micromanaging no-no. is terrible. Don't 
you have to understand that the people on the road were hired for a reason. You might have even hired them yourself. So just understand that and understand that they're there for a reason and they know what they're doing. And if they don't, then maybe you shouldn't have hired them in the first place. Yeah, you gotta let let people do the job they've been hired to do, and and trust that they're going to do it. No, exactly. No, no time is that ever touring aside. Like, there's so many companies out there that are having to trust their employees to do the job that they were hired to do remotely now. Yeah, and it's um, I'm sure it's a big transition for a lot of companies, but and it's it's one that yeah, it's the ahead. same. Like like my brother here is working from home, and he has to now. I think it's new this week or something, but they have to like check in on Skype so that their boss can see that they're on like the computer and like doing their work so he can just like watch them. And it's like, that's, it's just ridiculous to me. Everyone handles these things differently, but uh, yeah, I don't need anybody looking at me while I'm working for gosh sakes. Uh, you, <laughs> you should have passed on that second one. The third one was going to be a way for you to really get in, get into me a little bit. Uh, um, you know, cause I looked at us as, as colleagues, technically, you didn't I, you say know, I couldn't your, answer too. Yeah. Well, I, technically I was your office guy, but the, the number three was, was going to be uh, your, your chance to let it all hang out as far as how, how I was to work with, but you don't get to answer that one because you, you, you <laughs> shot on two. Um, all right. Gotcha. Let's, let's get back into it. Um, okay. You've been on there for, um, let's see, hold on, reset one second. Mm-hmm. Have you been able to tour for so long while others out there might go on a tour and might not make it through or might, you know, go out there for two years and then they're done. They go into the office to you know yeah do that or get out of the industry altogether have you been able to do it for so long well i think it's part because of just the the type of person i am i've never really subscribed to the and you can't see me obviously but i'm doing like air quotes like the plan which is you know go to school get a job find a mate get married pop out kids like that's never been my desire and even now, 18 years in, that's not what I'm looking for. So part of me being in this industry for so long and doing it is because I love it is because that's the type of person I am anyway. So I don't want to sit behind a desk. No offense if that's what you do or you want to do, but that's never been in my blood. I tried that. Like before I toured, when I got right out of school, I went and worked at an online trading firm in Jersey. I would commute up north to North Jersey, sit behind a desk, answer calls and help people trade their stocks and stuff. And then, and it was just miserable. It wasn't for me. Some people that may be what interests them and they may love that, but that wasn't for me. And I fell into touring and I discovered this industry and I said, oh, this is what I love to do. So I think I've managed to do it for so long just because I still love to do it. And other people may do it for a while and then get like, ah, oh, like I 
really want to start a family or I want to do this or, and yep. I, those, I haven't run into those kind of roadblocks yet. Yeah. And I say, do it as long as you love it, keep it out there and keep, keep doing it as long as you, you do. I, I'm lucky enough that I get up every day, even in this landscape where there's no events going on, I get up every day passionate about what I do and the, the agency and brand folks that I get to work with day in, day out, um, have had the chance to have, you know, ton of meaningful conversations over the past couple of weeks since everyone's not extremely busy yeah. with what's going on. But um, yeah, that's great. Keep, keep doing what you're doing and doing a good job out there. Um, you're, you're a healthy guy. Any for the tour managers out there, or even really that there's a ton of agency folks that are either concentrating on conferences or maybe they're in a, a sales role and they travel a lot for that or out, you know, maybe they're not week in, week out traveling like you do, but mm. they're traveling a lot. Any, you're a pretty healthy guy. Any hacks out there? What, what do you do to stay healthy besides not eating chilies every night for dinner? <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's really the main thing. Like if you're doing a lot of traveling, you know, there's always, Oh, do this exercises in your hotel room or go to the gym or whatever. But the main thing is just, it's a, it's a lifestyle change. And if I, you know, I haven't eaten fast food in years, which I consider, you know, like McDonald's, Burger King, burgers, fries, like that kind of stuff. I always the, have the good stuff. Right. Like I just, because it made me, I would eat something like that and I would feel like, eh, okay, I want to take a nap. And yep. like, uh, you feel lethargic and that wasn't, working for me so I you know for years before I even started touring really and as long as I still have you know cheat day or something on Sunday where I'm gonna have oh maybe like a chicken parm sub from Anthony's or I'll have you know like whatever your things are that you couldn't eat every day but make those lifestyle kind of changes so that whether you're on the road or you're at home and you're just eating things that are good for you versus things that are frankly terrible for you. Yeah, it's a good tip. It's always nice to have something to look forward to, like a cheat day. Uh, my wife and I have uh, something, whether it's like a small, you know, dessert that we you know swipe from the kids' stash, or you know, maybe it's a <laughs> that you, you know, bought for the kids just so you could swipe. Right. I mean, basically. we don't. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, even if it's just like a, a diet soda at the end of the day, it's like uh, something to look forward to. It's something small, but right now it's like, yeah, something to look forward to, especially when most days are running into each other. It all kind of seem the same getting oh, out, yeah. of, out of the normal um, normal process. Yeah, it's, those it's who know good. me well know I have a thing for sweets and like Oreos. So like might not fall good. on a cheat day, but if I'm at the grocery store, which I think you're still allowed to do. And Oreos released like a limited edition something. I'm not going to generally eat the whole box, but what I would do is even I'll just buy it at the, we can't really do it now, I guess, but open the Oreos at the cashier and try one and give the rest to the cashier at the supermarket or wherever you are. But I definitely have an Oreos thing. So all right. Well, at least anyone in your future knows 
knows if they want to send you like, a, hey, Kevin, you're doing a really great job just to, to maybe not send you a, a case of Oreos, only just maybe like um, one of those like four pack, like a kitty pack. Uh, yeah, yeah, that would work. Yourself. Yeah, that would work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll give so, my address at the end of this uh, podcast. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, speaking of that, if you want to connect with Kevin regarding any future tour opportunities, you should email him, Kevin Tichner, T-I-C-H-E-N-O-R at yahoo.com. Yeah. Um, I thought I was old school with the Hotmail. Well, maybe I, I still do get made fun of for the Hotmail email address. I think Hotmail's older. I'm not I sure. Get, that's probably why I get made it's fun not, of. It's not AOL, so I know that much. There you go. Those were the days, though. Kevin, I'll give you the last word. Anything else you want to add for the dozens of listeners you've got out there? <laughs> Basically... Just keep your head up. And like these are these are uncharted times. Like we have not seen anything like this. I know I haven't. And if you've been around half as long as I have, you definitely haven't either. Like the just keep your head up. Like you said, things are gonna get better. It's just a matter of when, like could be weeks, could be months. But keep yourself busy, keep positive about things. If you need to like FaceTime a friend you haven't talked to and I don't know, years, like I'm reconnecting with people on like LinkedIn that I haven't talked to in a while. Like, Hey, how are you doing? Like, and it just gets you through the days, like having these connections with the people that you've met through the years and just keep at it. And you know, things are going to get better. I promise. I believe you. And I've been having a lot of those meaningful conversations myself and and they have helped. I mean, it, it, it's nice to, reach out to people, whether it be current clients, past clients, friends, um, family members, you know, whether it be zoom calls or, or otherwise. And it's like people have now the time to have a conversation about typically nothing to do with work is, is my theme. And, uh, it's, it's nice. It's not ideal. Um, we all want to get back out there. Everyone in industry are, are workers, right? We want to be working. Um, but, yeah, the, you're you're right. This this will pass. And Kevin, I want to thank you for being on the Be Heard podcast. Uh, road life. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. For you, it's uh, certainly sounds like you've found what you're passionate about and that you love. And hopefully, the the listeners out there took something or many things from this, whether they want to get out there on the road themselves, whether they've been on the road themselves, whether they hire tour managers in their their role. Um, hope it was insightful for everyone. Kevin, thank you so much. Thanks, Blake. A big thank you to Kevin Tichner for being on this episode, episode three of the Be Heard podcast. If you're interested in being on future episodes, shoot me an email, beherder at atneventstaffing.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn, type in Blake Herder. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time on the Be Heard podcast.